You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Welcome to the Reality Steve Podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. This is episode number 64. And we're taking it back a little ways, over a decade ago, with our, our guest today that um, maybe a lot of you current fans never heard of, but quite an interesting season they had because the season that uh, Sarah Bryce was on was unlike any other season in the 22 seasons of The Bachelor. They did a couple things there that they've just never done. They never did before and they've never done since. So it'll be interesting to hear what she has to say. I'm sure you're all going to like this particular interview. Also, if you could rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast, it would be much appreciated. Like I said, they have changed their algorithm a little bit in determining what's considered a download now. So a lot of the reaction and feedback that they get from podcasts is how they kind of judge things now. So if you could rate, subscribe, and review in iTunes, it'd be great. Subscribing automatically means when I upload it to the system every Thursday, it'll just be in your podcast queue every Thursday. You don't have to worry about going onto my site or looking to see when I post it. I mean, I usually make my post within five to ten minutes of me uploading it to the system on Thursdays, but Maybe sometimes I do it early, um, and you can get in on that, and it's in your queue right away. Also, uh, one thing before we get to the interview, something that I talked about in Tuesday's column is just this weirdness of how the ending of the show, episode-wise, is going to play out. Like I posted on Tuesday, they are airing the Women Tell All on Sunday night, February 25th, and Monday night, the following night, on the 26th, is going to be the overnight date with the finale the following Monday. Usually, the Women Tell All happens between the overnight date and the finale. This year, Overnights is airing the night before, oh, excuse me, Women Tell All is airing the night before Overnights. So, with that said, that would mean that Kendall would not be at the Women Tell All, because as viewers, when we watch... Monday's episode, the 26th, that would be the night that Kendall would be getting eliminated. But we just saw the women tell all the night before, so I don't know if they would put her on that show because we they haven't shown the overnights yet. So that would be my guess, but um, that's how they're going to do the end of the season. The reason why Women Tell All isn't getting its own week like it usually does between the overnight dates and the finale is because American Idol starts on Sunday the 11th and into Monday the 12th. So the Bachelor finale got moved up a week this year. So that's your schedule. Women Tell All is going to air Sunday night, February 25th. Monday night, the 26th, is the overnight dates where we'll see Kendall get eliminated. And then the following week is the finale when the shit's going to hit the fan with everything that's going on. So, yeah, it certainly is interesting. I had originally reported I thought they were going to show it in between the overnights and the finale on Friday the 2nd. That was the report given to me. And then ABC's schedule looks like it changed over the weekend. Uh, I went on ABC's site, looked at their TV schedule, and they have the Women Tell All scheduled for the night before overnights. So hope that made sense to you. It did to me, but sometimes hearing it verbally might be tough. Uh, hopefully it was explained better in uh, Tuesday's column. So... With that said, uh, let's get started. Time to get to our guest. Uh, She was the winner of Bachelor Season 7 in 2005, my gosh, with Charlie O'Connell. It is Sarah Bryce. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, Can you believe it was 2005 that you were on this show? Oh, my God. No. I mean, it's it feels like it was forever ago. My life has changed so much. I mean... If you had a VCR player, you could probably go back and watch it. Well, a couple of things that I want to get to first. First, I need to apologize for something that I made a mistake uh, on the end of last week's podcast. During the podcast, I was telling people, I think I said during the course of the interview, that next week's guest is a blonde nurse. And then at the end of the podcast, 
I said we were having a former winner on, and immediately people started telling me or guessing, hey, are you having Whitney Bischoff or Nikki Farrell on from recent seasons? And come to find out, you no longer are really in nursing. You've kept your nursing license, but you don't practice that anymore. So basically, I accidentally misled everyone. I'm sorry about that and for getting, <laughs> for getting your profession wrong. Um, but we'll, we'll get to what you're doing later. Um, you're kind of. Well, I mean, I, I tried. I was like, I, I knew you did at some point. I just. Well, yeah. I mean, when I was on the show, I was the labor and delivery nurse. Yeah. And I just, for whatever reason, I just assumed you still were. And that was dumb of me. So, um, <laughs> and I don't know if you know this. There's not a lot of stuff on the Internet about your season. For whatever reason, no. that one's been like wiped out. <laughs> it's so really Charlie weird. was probably the most hated bachelor like of all time and i think that that had a lot to do with it really okay no i mean we 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 have so much to get into with with charlie's season and it's fascinating because it's such a different show now in 2018 than back when you were on it 13 years ago so your season aired march to may of 2005 so when did you guys film did you guys film at the beginning of the year or were you filming at the end of 2014 so we left, I remember being like in that first hotel room and it was Valentine's day. So, um, oh that was right before it was like the day before we started filming. So how long was filming? It was, um, six or seven weeks. So were you guys still filming when the first episode aired? No, we had just, just it, must it have just ended. Turnaround. Yeah. It was a very fast turnaround. Okay. And so- we were right after Jen chef and um, that's when that whole kind of thing happened with Jen, um, where she didn't pick either guy or whatever happened. And yeah. then everyone was sort of like really angry at the show. And then here comes Charlie O'Connell. <laughs> and here comes Charlie. Just, uh, oh, oh God, he God, was a, he was a show. bull in a China shop. Um, it was, so yeah, okay, I'm looking at it right now. March 28th was the date of the first episode airing. So yeah, you guys started right around, right around, you said, Valentine's Day and went probably right up until, like you said, March, March 28th. Um, Okay. So it filmed then what even made, were you a fan of the previous six seasons? Had you watched what, what made you apply to this? So it was interesting. I was doing labor and delivery at a hospital in Dallas and um, I was actually nominated by a group of the girls that worked there at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, and I got a phone call and they said, Hey, we got this, um, you know, nomination type of thing and a photo that they had taken like off my locker and we want to fly you out to LA. We're doing this, um, casting thing. And so I was like, Oh yeah, free trip to LA. And I had been watching. So I worked at night and I would be like delivering a baby and like doing a badge exam and, um, (laughs) watching the bachelor in the background. I loved it. Okay, so you did watch the seasons, and when you applied and went through all that, and then you found out you were end up going to be on the show. At what point did you find out that Charlie was the Bachelor? So, I don't know if you remember this, but in the beginning, so they did this like ambush for us. So they told us that on um, like girls, just you're going to be able to sleep in in the morning. We could not go outside of our hotel room. So we didn't know who any of the other girls were. We were just like contained. Like they wouldn't even let us put our um, room service food outside of the door. Somebody had to come and do it for us. And um, they were like, we're going to start filming tomorrow, like around noon. And so, I mean, I ordered a bottle of wine. I like was and at 7 a.m. we got this like ambush, like camera at the door banging on the door like Sarah opened the door right now opened the door it was like kind of scary and um we had five minutes to get dressed and we had to all meet down in the lobby of the Roosevelt Hotel in Dallas or in um, New York that is crazy like I don't even remember that part because like I said I I saw your season I watched it all I I'm, I know I recapped it back then but I mean like I said there's very little footage of it online and so some of the stuff I do remember but there's a lot I'll probably need refreshers on that kind of, I I didn't realize that I didn't obviously way different than how they do it now with, Oh my, well, this is the only season that they've ever done anything like this. Oh yeah. Filmed in New York the whole time, but everyone from the get go, like I could tell all the producers, everyone just kind of like hated Charlie and it was just very apparent the whole time. Oh my gosh. Um, Because he was so difficult to work with, but he was, 
really fun. He was just really hard. Like anything they told him to do or asked him to do, he did the exact opposite. Really? Okay. So that was the one thing that the biggest thing, you know, you're seven seasons in with Charlie. It was the first time the show had actually stepped out of its comfort zone in that that whole season was filmed in Charlie's hometown of Montauk, New York. Now, no offense to anybody from Montauk, but I'm guessing you were, would have rather had a season starting at the mansion and then, and then, you know, moving on and traveling the world, right? Oh, my God. Well, I thought, like, oh, we're going to be – I'm going to be in California. It's going to be February. It'll be warm. And we were actually in the city because his parents have a place on um, 17th. And so we were there um, in the city the whole time. Okay, so you were in the city. Montauk. Yeah, we were in the city. We were in New York City. We only went to Montauk for like the episode where I had to meet his parents. Okay. Why did I think the whole? I, I thought the whole season was filmed in Montauk. Eh, maybe they. Again, something I'm forgetting. Okay, so you get there the first night, and that season had 25 girls. But back then, half the girls go home on the first night. I think 13 went home on the first night. So you're down to 12 in episode two. They're not down to 12 until about episode five nowadays. Right. So. Once you made it through that first night, well, first off, tell us about that first night for you. Was it just because of the way they ambushed you in the beginning? Was it something where you were like, holy shit, what is going on? Well, so the ambush thing was kind of, um, we had to do like a rose ceremony that morning. Um, it was really weird. So they ambushed us. They had to like, we, I met, I was like running down the hall, like trying to put on my shoes and, um, we did not know who the bachelor was, obviously. Um, and we got to the elevator and all these girls kind of were like running up too. And we were all like meeting each other for the first time. So that was all kind of caught on camera. Um, and we went down to the ballroom and they had us kind of all in there. We're all like, I mean, one girl was in her bathrobe. Like she'd just gotten out of the shower and had like a towel on her head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really weird we and none of it we'd all watched the show prior and we were not expecting this at all oh i can't imagine why would you i mean for six seasons yeah. it was just formal gowns pulling up in limos at the mansion and yeah. all I mean, of a sudden you're doing this yeah it was horrible okay so nobody knew it was charlie until you literally walked into the hotel yeah, so lobby we, to film yeah so we were like right there in this ballroom and then they came out and they were like ladies here's we're doing the season like totally different. It was Chris Harrison and um, we want to introduce you to your bachelor. And then he walked out. Did you know who he was? Well, this is weird, but um, like two years prior, I had gone on a girl's trip to LA and I had met him at the sky bar and we had a, and we took a photo together. (laughs) Did he remember that? No. And I never told him. Oh, you you never told him ever? No, not until the end. Okay, I told oh, no. him at the end. Okay, you told him at the end. Okay, so and then we like framed the photo. Okay, so I, I can't possibly remember any dates from that season, other than a couple, a couple that do come to mind, and I, I could be wrong on this. I remember for one group date, I believe you guys went to a local bar and played darts. Am I right on that? We went to a local bar. I, I mean, honestly, I think I got really drunk that night. I was so nervous. Um. I remember dancing on a bar and um, that one girl, Chrisley, was doing like shots in her belly button. <laughs> oh, Chrisley. I forgot. I forgot the name of it. When you do like a shot on your body. A body shot. A body shot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A body shot. She was, he was doing, doing body shots. He was doing body shots off Chrisley's stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Not surprising. This is Charlie O'Connell we're talking about. Um, exactly. And then I remember a date at an ice skating rink. Did you guys like do curling or something? Was that? Am I remembering that right? No, I don't think oh. we did that. Okay. Uh, no, I definitely did not ice skate, Steve. I okay. did not do. The curl. <laughs> okay. Um, and and it's funny because I I honestly don't re- outside of you and Chrisley, there's one other girl that I remember. I could kind of picture her face. But she was the villain of your season. What was her name? Oh, the blonde, Sarah. She was Sarah W. She was Sarah W. Okay, I kind of remember her. Other than that, I couldn't tell you anybody else on your season. But it was interesting in that what's crazy is we all make fun of these over-the-top, lavish dates now. But your season was, was actually somewhat realistic in that you guys actually had dates that people would do 
when they first start dating. So in a way, it was yeah. more like reality, but it didn't necessarily make for great television. Like, did, exactly. Did that make you appreciate it more that they were actually trying to make it somewhat realistic? Or were you like, screw this, well, I'd rather be in another city or country? So I feel like it helped us, uh, just Charlie and I, get to the point we were at. I feel like if it was really formal and fancy, he could have never done that. And I think that's why they did it. Um, and so I would have never made it as far as I did if it would have been very formal. So it on, it felt like a big, like sorority party. I mean, yeah. I, I was in a sorority in college. I was like, I'm just extended this a little <laughs> bit. Like it was, that's, I felt like I was in a frat house the whole time. What one-on-one dates did you have before we got to overnights and hometowns and stuff like that? Did you have a one? So, I'm assuming you got a one-on-one date. Yeah, my first one-on-one was, of course, um, horseback riding in Connecticut. And that's the one thing I told them before we went on. You know, you have to do this, like, psychiatry exam. Yeah. And they ask you, like, 7,000 questions. And um, they said, like, what's your worst fear? And I was like, I am terrified of riding horses. And so, of course, that was my um, my one-on-one. Of course. Of course. And they were like, of course. And they were like old um, racehorses. They were like bucking and they were afraid of the camera and it was terrifying <laughs> the cameraman got bucked off and fell on his head and like had to go to the hospital oh my gosh what a what an absolute shit show this this it must have been well now here's the thing like you mentioned earlier about charlie being he was so off the rails and would do the opposite of what the producers would ask him to do meaning what like what what do you what specific examples do you remember like they would say, you need to, you know, keep these certain people around. And he would be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then the rose ceremony, he would, like, not do it. Oh, I didn't realize they were telling him. I mean, I think people kind of assume that producers not necessarily tell you, but definitely. Oh, they allude lead, to, like, what's yeah. good TV. Yeah, what's good TV, but, here's who you should yeah, keep, and he, stuff like that. Yeah, and truthfully, I mean, I think that the guys, when they come in, they know their top four girls immediately. And the producers pick them, too. They were like, like, they told me, they were like, we never picked you to be the, the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Did they pick you at least top four, or they thought you were a first no, night girl? No, they thought I would be the one that was like, she's the good Christian nurse from Texas that America will love, and... Charlie will hate. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you, I mean, get along with Charlie? Because it does seem like you couldn't find two more polar opposites. No, we were. But, like, I think deep down I'm kind of just, like, a really fun girl. And he was just a fun guy. And a lot of our alone time ended up being without cameras. Um, just by random chance, like we were on our way home from one of our dates and we were riding in the same car and the car broke down. So we had like time together and we were starving. And like, for instance, the, um, the producers would be like, well, we are out of film for the camera. So you guys cannot have any interaction. And you, um, we were like, well, we're not sitting in the car till the tow truck comes. And so, we just got out and he was like, come on, we're leaving. And we just walked. There was like McDonald's and we like walked through the drive through and ordered our food. Which is probably something that would never be able to happen now. This is why Charlie was yeah. kind of yeah. off the and rails like, on his own you, season. Yeah. And they were like, Charlie, you can't do it. And he was just like taking, I mean, I'm a rule follower. I was like, no, we can't. And he was like, fuck yes, we can. We're leaving. <laughs> um, it's almost like Charlie was running his own season, which would just never no, happen he, now. He ran his own season, I think because he had experience in TV and like with his brother, I think he just thought he was like hot shit Yeah. and he was, look, I'm not going to play by their rules. And he really was an advocate for the girls. Like he would be like, look, you're not going to do that to them. You're not going to put her in this situation. You know, he was really good about that kind of stuff and they could not stand it. Oh, of course, because they they need to be in control. They need to control the narrative. That's, but yeah. that's, I mean, good for Charlie, I guess. Okay, let's take a break real quick. Talk to you about shipped. We have all those days where there just isn't enough time to do everything you need to do, but you till you still need to stock the kitchen. That's why there's shipped, a same day service that delivers the groceries you love from the stores that you trust. Just open the app, pick out what you want. They have everything from fresh produce, meat, and pantry items. Then place your order, and your friendly shipped shopper. 
will take care of the rest. They can even text you from the aisles if they have any questions. For a limited time, you can become a member for just $79. That's $20 off the regular price. Plus, you get $10 off your first bag of groceries. Just go to shipped.com slash podcast. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash podcast to see what stores are available in your area. Next time you'd like a couple hours back in your day, relax and leave the groceries to shipped. Also want to talk to you about Sunbasket. For a lot of us, a delicious home-cooked meal is the ultimate luxury. It sounds simple, but with all the planning and knowledge required, we're lucky if we can pull it off once a week. You know me. I'm not a cooker. I've never been a cooker until Sunbasket approached me to start on the podcast. They've sent me their boxes, and I'm actually somewhat enjoying doing the cooking part. Like, the food is great. I always thought the reason why I really never cook for myself is the cooking process. I've never been good at it. I just I just want to eat and throw it away. Like eat food, throw away whatever the leftovers are. And if I finish it all, then throw away whatever I need to throw away. It's been the cooking part, but Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient. Cook meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen, which for me was nothing. Because with Sunbasket, everything is pre-measured, easy to prep, and get healthy and delicious meal on the table in about 30 minutes. My favorite is the seared albacore tuna steaks with green beans and eggs. And I was never a tuna steak person until about, oh, I don't know, three or four years ago. Now I'm a big tuna steak guy. So that's my favorite meal. I'm so happy they have it. They've got 18 healthy options to choose from every week. Gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more suitable for many lifestyles, all sourced from the best farms and suppliers to ensure that your produce is fresh and organic and your meats and seafood are responsibly raised. Go to sunbasket.com slash Steve today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash Steve for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash Steve. Now let's get back to Sarah Bryce uninterrupted for the remainder of the podcast. So we, we get to... The end of the season, and what also made your season different, at least up to to that point, was, well, and it hasn't happened since, so I guess it, it totally makes your season stand out. In 22 Bachelor seasons, this was the only season that happened. At the end, Charlie didn't make a choice between you and Chrisley. He told you that he wanted to date you both, and the decision would be made uh, on the live finale, which back then I think was the first time they ever did a live finale. So when he did that, when you... You're coming up on that day and that final day, and he says that to you. What did you think? Were you pissed? Were you hesitant? What were your I thoughts? I was pissed. Yeah. Really? No, I was mad. I did not see that coming at all. Oh. At all. Did and you- I knew. I mean, he. So he told me on our um, overnight date. What is that? The third. Like when went down to three. Food? And Sarah W was the other girl in the. Right. She was right. overnight. Okay. She was the third girl. Yeah. Okay. And he told me that he was going to pick me. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, when the cameras were not on. Because, again, something happened. And I got to, like, sneak off to his room. And no one knew about it. Hmm. And so, when I was with him, he was like, I'm going to pick you. And so, then fast forward, we went to Montauk. We met his parents after the two-night thing or the, you know, whatever. And then... um and then he busted out with, um, by the way, we're not going to have an ending right now. And so you were pissed. Yeah. I mean, I remember being like, what the fuck is this? So what did you think was going to happen? I mean, he said, I'm going to see you both. Were you almost to the point where, no, I'm, I'm taking myself out. I don't, I don't want to see you. Or did you have to get some talking to, to convince you, Hey, just try it or where were you at? Yeah. I mean, I remember, I don't remember all the details, but I remember the producers just being like, look, and at this point, the girls that are, and the guy that was with me, my like handler or whatever was um, like, I was really close with them. And so he was like, look, you've, this is all like, it's just going to have to happen this way, but it's, you know, you know that he's going to pick you. And so it kind of like reassured me a little bit. But then in the back of my head, I was like, oh, my God, what if I'm going to be like the one that's got the like wool pulled over my eyes? Like, I'm really not cool with this situation. Yeah. And, um, but I soon realized. So after that happened, we went home and um, and then 
we got like we had a separate phone number so we could talk. Yeah. And we talked a lot. And then they would fly us like every weekend to meet each other. So during the time from the time filming ended till the time the finale aired, which was roughly a couple months, um, how many times did you see Charlie? Basically every weekend. And was it like it is now in terms of you guys couldn't go anywhere and you were holed up in a house or back then there was no social media and no one would know to be on the lookout for you guys? They actually let you do things in public. I mean, if you were really active on MySpace, we might have had a problem. But, oh. um, <laughs> we really, um, we were really not like it was really okay. I mean, we would meet up. We met up in Mexico, and we met up in. Uh, they rented us a house in the Pacific Palisades, yeah. and we weren't allowed to like leave the house. And we got there like um, I remember though being in the airport and people recognizing me, and. Um, and I just, you know, I just couldn't say where I was going, but it wasn't like, you know, you were on like Instagram and Facebook where there's like photos everywhere. Yeah. Now it would be a completely different story. They could never do that now. They could never no. have an ending where the guy says, I'm going to see you both because even if they did it to where their visits now, even with the final couple are very, very private and, you know, you still can't go out anywhere. It's not like these couples are meeting up yeah. and seeing in public. It's, you know, straight to a house in Pacific Palisades. It's been in Hollywood Hills. It's been a house in yeah. Palm Springs. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. It's very CIA-level stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and there's, like, a person that's sitting at the end of the driveway, and if we need something, like a pizza or a movie, we, like, because back then there was still Blockbuster. You like <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Block. Hey, can you go rent us? Uh... God, what movie? We would like to rent... Uh... Doc Hollywood. Yeah, Doc Hollywood. Um, Yeah, that's that's so funny. But you were seeing him every weekend. So when you were seeing him, did he talk about Chrisley at all? Yeah, he would say like that he had to go and see her. One, he saw her one time during the time. Okay, because I remember, I remember Chrisley telling me years ago, or maybe she might have said it in an interview. I know I. There was a time there where I was talking to Chrisley. It was right before she went on Bachelor Pad. I, I thought she said that she knew the day of the finale that Charlie wasn't picking her because he'd barely seen her. So that must yeah. have been it. And she saw her once. So yeah. there was really no suspense. You knew you were getting picked at that live finale. Yeah. Okay. Well, but see, I didn't know if he was telling me the truth. And oh, I didn't yeah. know if he was really seeing her in between. I mean, he didn't have a job. Let's just... <laughs> remember that so he could have been and i don't think she did either so they could have been like hanging out during the week and then i'm seeing him on the weekend was it i didn't know was it weird knowing that he could have just been with her or was going to be with her maybe in the next week and that that had to have been a little bit weird but i guess you were only going off what he told you yeah i mean i was just going off what he told me but i was still like a little skeptical yeah Uh, that had to have been weird like he, yeah, he might I mean, be seeing her next that, weekend. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that I'd already put my house on the market. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were you were all you were all in, and and Charlie at that time, like you said, he wasn't working at all. I mean, has he ever worked? I'm just kidding. I, no, um, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's true. No, I mean, I you know, I mean, he's an actor. I mean, I don't know what he hadn't done much. I don't really know. You yeah. know, I didn't know what he did. And I, I really did not know. I was like, what do you, what do you do? How do you make money? I'm confused. <laughs> I have to go to work every day. And what, and his answer was like, oh, I've got this gig and I'm being called and got a couple callbacks for this or whatever. Like he was just, he was like, I just do what I do, Sarah. I do me. I just do it. And it just works. <laughs> that's, a, that's a one hell of an answer. <laughs> I just, I just do it. I just do me. Um, now here's the thing with, with, with Charlie, um, well, first off, when we get to the finale, his breakup with Chris Lee was so weird because, I, if I remember this correctly, he went to her dressing room and did it. He just kind of yeah. walked in and he told her, like, hey, I'm not, you know, not picking you or whatever. And yeah. they didn't make a big deal out of it. It was just like he came in. It was like after a commercial break, he comes into her room and breaks up with her. Um, yeah. Did you know he was going to do that or had done no. that or not until after? No. No, not until after. Okay. Were you, how, were you close to Chris Lee at all? Yeah, she was my favorite girl in the house. Oh, really? Okay. And she's had a change of um, preferences since then. I mean, maybe she was bisexual back on your season, but she's come out as bisexual within the last, uh, I don't know, 
four or five years. years. It was basically right after Bachelor Pat aired or within that, when mm-hmm. she was still being talked about or whatever, and she came out as as bisexual. Did you know anything about that during your I season? Even know, I don't remember her on Bachelor Pat, but yeah. Yeah, um, she was on the very I, first season. Didn't last long. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember that. Um I had seen it. So she moved to LA. Like we had been, to, so Charlie and I were together. We were living in LA and then she messaged me on like MySpace or I don't know what I was on at that point. But she said like, Hey, I'm moving um, to LA. And I was like, Oh, well, great. Let's hang out. And so we did. Charlie came once. He was like, dude, I cannot do it. I'm done. <laughs> and so, um, but I would like hang out with her a little bit from time to time. But we just honestly, like, we didn't have that much in common. I I still love to, like, go out and drink. She really wasn't a drinker. She, um, it was just different. We were very different. Okay. And so, and she had a boyfriend at the time. It was just kind of weird. Anyway, um, we really did not communicate all that much. But every now and then on, like, social media, we would, like, message each other. And that was it. Okay. Going back to that finale, when you walk out on that stage on the live finale, you at that point did you know he was going to pick you um no i mean i thought i i thought i knew that yes he was but there was still like a one percent doubt in my mind when he finally did choose you did you think he was going to propose no because i had told everyone and him i'd already been engaged once and i was like i'm not doing it again because i know this is not going to be forever and so i'm definitely not getting engaged Okay, so you you knew it wasn't going to last with Charlie. Well, yes. I knew that it would not be like a long-term thing. I never expected it to last five years. I, I know. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm just shocked to hear you say that you kind of knew it wouldn't be a long-term thing. So you guys, for those that don't know, you guys dated. Uh, so the finale airs in May or, yeah, May of 05. You dated for two years. And yeah. I'm assuming right after the show is when you moved to L.A. to live with him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You dated for two years. In 2007, you broke up. I believe at the time there were stories and it was pretty public that Charlie had a huge drinking problem. So was yes. was, was that the reason for the breakup in 07? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. And so you just said, I, I can't deal with it. You need to get help. Yeah. And he did. He went to rehab. And he went to rehab. Then you guys were broken up for a year, like 07, 08. And then you got back together with him in 08 and you guys stayed together another two years yeah which is crazy um (laughs) during that during the time that he was in rehab so i'm assuming you took him back because either he had shown or said the right things like when he got out of rehab was he really rehabbed or did he relapse or whatever what no he was like a hundred percent in okay so he had gone off he he did not go off fall off the wagon and he no, had got his shit time, together and you took him back. Yeah. And the time when he had, um, when we had broken up for that year, I mean, we continued to see each other. Uh, we weren't like officially dating, but I mean, I went to all the rehab stuff and, um, I mean, I was, you know, I, and I did date someone in between just cause I was trying to like kind of get over him. Yeah. Um, but we were definitely still like talking a lot and seeing each other a lot. And then, um, and then we officially like got back together. He did have like, I think he had one like relapse and then he went back into rehab and then that was all within that first year. And then, um, and then, yeah, after that, he was like, I mean, so big into the program and his whole life was, he was a different person completely. Okay. So the drinking did stop. And when you were back together starting in 08 for two years, I'm assuming those two years were from 08 to awesome. 10 were way better than 05 to 07 with him. Oh my god. I mean, it was we I was like so in love with them. I mean, it was really it was a great great relationship. Okay. So, so that's going 08 to 010, things are great. He's now sober. It's almost like two completely different relationships because you were with an addict uh from 05 to 07 and you weren't from 08 to 2010. What made you right. guys decide to call it quits in 2010? Like what ended the relationship? So we did this interview on 2020 with uh, Deborah Roberts, and um, and I was like, "Look, I want to get married. I want to have a baby one day, and I'm going to be 30 this year. Like, I want to, I want to do this." Yeah. And 
he was like, me too, Sarah, me too. I really, I, and I was like, I don't know. I don't believe him. Um, but I, I didn't know. And when we did that interview, I could tell when she asked him, he was like, it's coming real soon. And it was like the fakest Charlie I know. And we went to dinner after and I was like, you are never going to marry me. And he did not deny it. And so I was like, I can't be here anymore. I'm done. And how soon after that conversation or that breakup did you move back to Dallas? Probably three months. Wow. So you and that whole time you were working, you were doing your nursing at that time when you were with Charlie. You I, were yeah, still a nurse. That, yeah, I was doing the Dr. Tadoff thing in L.A. OK. Um, wow. I did. I kind of I kind of remember that as an interview, but maybe I don't. Um, okay, so like you, Trista was on it. They'd interviewed like the bachelors that had stayed together the longest or okay. something. Okay, and so then you guys basically you call it quits, and from that point on, what? No contact with him in the last eight years, roughly, or? Um, no. So then he, um, I moved to Dallas, and it was the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl was in Dallas. I'll never forget. And he showed up at my door. Whoa. Yeah. And he was in town with Jerry Farrar. Like they were doing, he was filming something like on for fantasy football. It was like some sort of like show that they were doing. Okay. And, um, he showed up at my door. Well, it had like iced really bad. And so he got stuck there. Oh yeah. That was the super, yeah. The Super Bowl in Dallas. That was the worst week of weather I can remember in the last or the 11 years I've lived here. It was horrible. He could not get out of my house. So like, we got stuck there for like two or three days together. And then, um, and so we started to like see each other gradually, like a little bit. We would like meet um, on weekends. Cause at this time I was working for Qtera, this laser company. We sell like aesthetic lasers, like fat reduction and hair removal and you know, all that stuff. And so um, I would go off and like do these things on the weekends to talk to doctors and he would like meet me there. And then, um, and then it, we had the same thing again. I was like, I, I again, I'm 31. Now I, I'm thinking about having a family. I don't want to do, waste any more time. If you're not going to, you know, be serious about getting married, I don't want to do this anymore. And so we had called it quits again. And then that was the last time. And that was the last any contact you've had with him. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, once I, yeah. I mean, I think he contacted me once when I got pregnant and then, um, I was with my husband and he tried to call me and, but yeah, that was it. Okay. Why? Why? I didn't, I didn't realize there was actually another attempt at it again, but yeah, it's like, why would he, if he knew that that was your stance, it's like, Charlie, why would you put the effort in if he never had an intention of going to that place, never had an intention of getting married? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you move back to Dallas. Uh, you have that little thing with Charlie. Nothing really comes of it. And you move back. And like you said, you're wor- now working for Hutera. So tell everybody about that. So um, I work. I mean, I'm a, I'm a registered nurse. I'm not really doing nursing anymore. But basically, I was with Dr. Tadoff. And so um, we built up like this really huge, like million, multi-million dollar practice, um, opened up several clinics to, for tattoo removal. And then. Um, I'm now working with Qtera, which I started a long time ago and I help doctors. So when you have like an OBGYN or a plastic surgeon or someone that's buying some of these lasers to kind of get, um, into like fat reduction with like our true sculpt 3d or something like that, I go into the practice and help these physicians with marketing and how to get it off the ground and running. Okay. And Explain to everybody who Dr. Tadoff is. You explained it to me, but for those that don't know, and and your link back to the reality TV world with that. Sure. So after um, I moved back to L.A., I was doing labor and delivery nursing at Cedar sinai and through Charlie and I, like it's like a reality weird world out there. Uh, Will Kirby, Dr. Will Kirby, dermatologist, had just graduated um or gotten out of residency he was like doing his own thing um started this dr tadoff thing and called me one day and was like look would you want to do this like i need a nurse and um and he's he's the infamous guy from big brother right big brother yeah yeah and so um 
I said, sure, I'll give it a whirl. And we had like a bunch of like um, celebrity, like pseudo celebrity investors like Chris Knight, Mike Boogie. Um, I don't even know a bunch of people. And so they it was kind of like the re, we called it the reality graveyard. And it was really funny because it was like, <laughs> all these like loser people that were like still doing whatever. And um, so, yeah, I did that. And then that kind of got me into a whole nother, a whole nother like realm of, of nursing and, and aesthetics and then got me into the career that I'm in now. And you're also doing something involved with all out celebrations. Can you explain what that is? So this was something that a girl, it was actually my neighbor. Um, we tried to do this little like um, party, like, because I have three kids, right? So yeah. we try to do these little like kid boxes um, that we would sell online for like birthday parties or first day of school or like to celebrate like many milestones. But my real job got so busy that I just could not keep up with both. So I had to just let that one go. Okay. So you're not doing all out celebrations anymore. No. I mean, I think it's a really good concept in theory, but it just was not my passion and, but I, I love the entrepreneurial thing, but I just, I, I couldn't make both work because I'm so busy with my normal job and raising three crazy boys and four, if you count my husband. Yeah. I was going to say, so you, like you said, you're married with three kids. You told me they were five, four, and almost three. So you just went bam, 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 like three. Yeah. Straight. I mean, they're, they're stuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I'm every time he got near me, we just got pregnant. <laughs> um, so how did you. How did you meet your husband? So when I was living in L.A., my first cousin lives there. And he was like, look, you're moving back to Dallas. My very best friend from growing up lives there. You've probably met him before back when we were in high school. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, he was like, I didn't. I did not like him. He was too, <laughs> like, he, like, played football and basketball. He was, like, real big, and I wasn't into that. And... So I moved back and he kept like Facebooking me and I was like, Oh, I'm just so busy with my busy life. I'll just deal with him at his later time. Anyway, we ended up connecting and, um, it was just love at first sight. Look at that. You kept putting them off and putting them off and then you meet him and it's love at first sight. Yeah. So you, and he's six, five. He's a big, so yeah, he's a big guy and you're yeah. a tiny girl. Five two. Yeah. You're yeah. tiny. Um, Wow. I didn't, okay, I didn't realize that. So when did you find, when you first met him, what year was that? Uh, 2011. So you first met him in 11. Did he have any idea about your bachelor background? Did he, had he watched yeah. it? No, he's never seen it. Um, and he probably won't he, since it's not on the internet anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I was like, do you want me to get out the VHS? <laughs> um, then we can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> No, he just had no interest, but it was funny because his grandmother was my biggest sit fan. Shut up. <laughs> she yeah. was? Oh, my God. She was like 90. We went to dinner. She was like, I just love you. Can I get a picture with you? I'm going to put it in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so you met him in so your first date was 2011. How soon after your first date were you engaged? Do you mean pregnant? Because that came first. Oh, <laughs> Uh, so okay how how soon after your first date were you pregnant so that would have been about four months oh, oh okay i didn't know that um yeah. i guess if i did the math with five four okay yeah i guess it's possible so so you got pregnant um did you get when did you get married uh when i was eight months pregnant well you guys got married oh okay most people usually wait till after why did... I, he he's like southern texas boy he's like please sarah i want to get married before i was like no i've been living in california no one gets married there and everyone has babies <laughs> and then one day we went to church and this old lady looked at us and goes oh look how cute you're so big when are you due and i said and she mentioned something about married and i said Oh, we're not married. And she gave me like this look like of oh, death. Yeah. Like I was going to die. <laughs> so I, I left and I was like, okay, I guess we should get married. I'm living in Texas now. I guess we'll just do it. 
But it was so fun because then every time I wasn't pregnant, we were just like, it was like we were like dating again. We just kept getting pregnant. (laughs) Um, If this is too intrusive or whatever, please feel free to tell me. Are you guys done with kids? Yes. He got clipped right away. Okay. So you guys, so, okay. So you're not having any more kids. Okay. At least with him. No, it's a... It's a done deal. We are donezers. There's no way. If I had one more, I'd end up in the nut house. Well, mate, what if you had a girl? They're better. They're easier than boys, at least at the we young all age. Know, we all know three boys means four boys. Oh, because you got him. Yeah. Dang There's you. no way. There's just no way. I would end up with 18 boys. There's no way it's happening any other way. Well, you said when you knew about your husband back in high school through you said your cousin, um, you know, you, he was into foot. He was big guy, football and basketball. And now you've got three boys who I'm guessing are, I mean, maybe they're not, are, are they into sports? Are they all sportsy kids or how are they? My two and a half year old can dribble a ball and shoot it in like a six foot goal and make it like we have three basketball goals. Every single kid has a basketball goal in the backyard. Each set to their own, a perfect height. Yes. Or Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And they were all riding bikes without training wheels at two. And they're like the most athletic kids. I'm like, how did this come out of my body? I'm not (laughs) athletic at all. I'm confused. (laughs) I guess they all take their dad's genes. Um, I know. I I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram or whatever. They definitely look like you or some of them do. I can't write. What are are their? Well, we'll get to this when I get to the, uh, the final 10 questions. So basically how I end every podcast is. Final 10 questions. Some are about the show. Some are just more about your life and personal stuff. But um, I have some kid questions in there. So question number one on the final 10 here. Um, Post-Charlie's season, who has been your favorite bachelor and bachelorette season? I loved that little Emily Maynard girl. You liked her? Okay. She was just so cute. I just wanted to pinch her. She's so cute. <laughs> um, I don't remember any of the guys that I really liked. I would have thought all of them were just, yeah. So none of the um, guys after, like, 15 seasons of Bachelor, there was not one guy you were like, oh, wow, I wish I could have been on his season instead of um, Charlie's. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. So if we're going to go that route. Yeah, there's probably several, like probably oh, yeah. eleven of them. <laughs> um, but I nothing's standing out in my head right now. Like I, I always I watch it for the girls. I don't care about the guy. I just watch it for the girls. I love all the girls. I like to see what they do and how they're crazy and everything. Okay. Question number two: If this show is still on the air in oh I don't know twenty years, would you let your sons go on it? Fuck no. <laughs> pretty pretty definitive i guess no way it's no 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 i can't bad i mean it it'd be great for me business wise if the show is still on the air in 20 years i don't think it will it be, would be but yeah i don't think it's going to be um yeah. question number three are you still close with any of the girls from your season no um oh. not at all i don't talk to any of them the one name that always stands out to me, like obviously I remember Chris Lee, and then the other girl, um, there was a girl in the name, the show named Danushka, and I laugh all the time when people ask because I'm like I can only say her name with this like accent, like Danushka, <laughs> so weird. Did she last long? I don't even. I mean, obviously they don't remember a lot of girls. I think from her she season. went home like the second time. Okay. She did not last long. She was very weird. But I would walk up to her and be like, hi, Danushka. Like, I couldn't say it right. And I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> so there's no, not, I mean, not even, are you, like, are you even friends with any on Facebook to where you're at least seeing what's going on in their life? Not necessarily uh, talk or whatever. Yeah, this one girl, Jenny. Jenny from Canada. She's so cute. She's got the most adorable children. Um, she's the only one from my season that I'm still friends with. Okay. Uh, question number four. Were you ever approached about being the bachelorette or ever asked to be on bachelor pad back in the day? So when Charlie and I broke up the first time I was approached about something with bachelorette, but I, 
there was no way I would have done it. Really? Yeah. Because Be- I knew that we would probably get back together. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. the reason you didn't want to do it. It had nothing to do with the, just the sheer fact of being. Well, at that point, like my life was so different because my job, like my career really like had a bit, was a huge part of who I was at that point, And I could not have left that. And I wouldn't have wanted to do it. I was just, that's not. I would not, I met, I'm great with girls. Like I would have been like, I'm the life of the party. No one saw me as a threat. I came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just the fun girl. And, um, but around that many guys, there's no way I could have handled that kind of situation. Oh, okay. All right. So it wasn't cut out for you then. Okay. No. Um, you, question number five, I don't know if you still write a blog for citymomsblog.com. Do you still? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I did it for like a year or two. I loved it. I love writing. I love comedy writing. Well, Uh, I found one of them and I thought it was really interesting. You wrote a blog post once that your mommy place is target and you only go, you have three boys yet. You only go to target alone, like absolutely mandatory. Explain to everybody that story and how that came to be. So target is like the spot that I go to on like Saturday morning when it's just, it's like, it's like, I love it. I just walk in, I get immediately just happy. I go get a coffee at Starbucks and I get my cart and I browse through all the stuff. I end up spending a fortune, but it is like, it's like a peaceful place for me and my kids just ruin it. (laughs) So you don't bring them at all. Well, or you... times have changed. My kids are obsessed with it because my mother started bringing them. Oh. Every day, one of them's like, Target. I won't go Target. <laughs> and you're just like, ugh. I'm like, ugh, you've ruined it for me. I want to go to Nordstrom's now. Because they, they cause, because in your blog post, you basically said, you know, I thought they would just be all, they'd, they'd stay in the cart. They would just, you know, be so happy to be there. And you said, no, that's not how it works with my kids no no i mean no there it's a shit show anything we do we can't even go to a freaking restaurant it is a total shit show we thought we were going to take louis for his birthday the other day to benihana and all of a sudden i was like we need to get 911 because someone's going to end up in the burn unit max is about to jump onto the grill it's <laughs> terrible <laughs> by the way benihana number one i went there for my birthday last year for my 42nd and then Number two, it's literally top three restaurants for me. I love Benihana's. So I love, I love going without kids. Yeah, without kids. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so question number six revolves around your kids. Five, four, and we'll just call the youngest one three since he's almost yes. three. What what are their name? What are their names? Five, four, and three. Jack, Louis, Max. Okay, so Jack is the oldest. Louis is the middle. Max is the youngest. So these next questions are. The answer is either Jack, Louie, or Max, right? Okay. So who's the funniest? Louie. Uh, middle one. I should probably write this down. Okay, Jack, Louie, Max. Okay. Uh, who's the loudest? Jack. No, 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 no. Take it back. Max. The youngest. Gotcha. Uh, who's the messiest? Louie. Who's the smartest? Not saying the other two are not smart, but... Of the three, who do you think is the smartest? Jack. Okay. Jack. And then who's the troublemaker of the three? All of them. <laughs> are, are they the, are they three brothers that, li- like, just constantly fighting, beating up on each other, throwing, like, that stuff, or, like, serious? Constant. Constant, yeah. Constant fighting, but, like, playing, but it just turns into fight and play and fight, and it's just always loud. They're always playing with their penises there's pee everywhere Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny um it's just insane okay question number seven what is your favorite rom-com of all time what is a rom-com a, oh, romantic yeah comedy? romantic comedy do you have one mm, like when maybe when harry met sally okay yeah no that's a that's a classic um one of i mean that's probably top five if you go all time and just kind of for sure gauge everybody 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very fun. It's and the thing is, it it does it still holds up to this day. Like that movie was made. Yeah, in, it's I think, still relatable. Yeah, for sure. Because there are a lot of movies that you're just like, okay, not not today, not in 2018, but that movie still holds up because it talks about you know can you basically the age old question of uh, can men and women be friends without uh, sexual attraction? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which it always falls to no. Yeah, the answer is always no. <laughs> it's just yeah. impossible. Uh, question number eight: Favorite vacation spot you've been with your husband? I just saw you guys recently went to Bora Bora, which looked f- fabulous. So we've been to Bora Bora three times in the last five years, and my company takes us there, and oh. it is awesome. Free trip to Bora Bora. What kids or no? Hell no. Oh wow! So who watches the kids on something like that when you guys go to Bora Bora? My- we had a, this past time we had a Mod Podge, mainly my mother, my nanny, and a few babysitters thrown in for a few hours every day. And how long were you in Bora Bora? Like a week? Yeah, a week. Ugh. It was awesome. The whole time I was like, look, here are the roles. We're not going to talk about the kids ever. We're going <laughs> to live like we're still single and we're kidless. <laughs> and literally we did it. It was so much fun. The, th- so the, the three times you've been to Bora Bora, do you guys, because it's put up by your company or whatever, is it same place or do you guys stay in different places well, each time? It's funny. So the first time we went, we did it on our own. We went for our anniversary and we stayed at the Four Seasons, which is amazing. So then last year, my company took us. We stayed at the Four Seasons. I was like, wow, it's our second time. And then this year we found out, oh, we're going back to the Four Seasons and Bora Bora. We, were, they, we walked in and they were like, it's Calver. Nice to see you again. I mean, it was like weird. We remembered like our pool guy that was like our cabana boy. Does Bora Bora have the uh, above water bungalows? Yes. Did and you get one of those in- for a day or oh. a night? Oh, we stayed in it the whole time. Oh, I thought you were at the Four Seasons. No, the Four Seasons has overwater bungalows. Oh, so that's part. Oh, I didn't realize that was part of the Four Seasons. Oh, yeah. All the rooms. There's no rooms that are not bungalows. So you're literally sleeping above the – you literally step out of the, yeah. the sliding glass door and you could jump in yeah. the water. Yeah, and you walk in, you've got a living room. like It's like multi-rooms. It's huge. Oh, my gosh. That must have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. <sighs> Question number nine. Do you still get noticed as Sarah from The Bachelor? I get this. How do I know you? Did we go to high school together? I know <laughs> You're in my mommy play date group. How do I, I know you. How do I know you? And then eventually some of them will figure it out. And most of the time it's just a, how do I know you? Okay. So that conversation possibly leads down the road to, oh, I was on The Bachelor, even though it was. I try not to tell people. Yeah. Okay. It lowers my credibility. (laughs) Uh, okay, final question. Question number 10 is usually something called explain your tweet, but you're not huge on Twitter, so it's okay. Uh, definitely not. Um, so my question is, if you could go back to 2005 and tell younger Sarah one thing, what would it be? Mm. Oh, God. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't tell her. I would be like, just do everything the same everything turned out perfect in the way it should be okay so there's no regrets about doing the show no i mean i look at it like it led me to my career which led me to my husband which led me to my kids like it led me to everything oh okay no that that answer stands there's no problem with that um i just didn't know if it was almost like hey don't you know don't take this shot or um don't don't do this no i mean i out of the whole Bachelor show, like, that I was on, I mean, I played it perfectly. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty smart. Like, I kind of, like, knew what I was doing the whole time. I'm not going to be, like, the idiot that says, oh, the producer's like, oh, why don't you go and get in that car and wait for him? He'll be right there. Because then they're going to make it look like you're the fucking crazy. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, you seem to, I mean, back then, I mean, it's it's amazing that there was somebody like yourself, who thought like that back in 2005. I because was it's... the only one out of the whole show. I yeah. remember looking around and being like, my God, I am the only normal person here. Because The only... Well, I, and I back th- then, people no. went on the show to like really kind of find love. Like Nobody went on it to get 
famous. That wasn't even happening. Yeah, because there was no Instagram and Twitter back then. You couldn't right. you couldn't come out of that no. show and be like, all right, I'm going to move to L.A. and just start modeling on Instagram, and that's how I'm going to make no. my money. But, yeah. No, there was no, like, Bachelorette, like, oh, the runner-up's going to be the Bachelorette. Like, that wasn't happening. I mean, it was very different. And so, but I looked around, and I'm like, my God, I mean, everyone here is really a whack job. <laughs> that's why you haven't made friends with any of them. No, I mean, I, that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very different. Well, that completes the final 10, and uh, Sarah, it was great. It was, it was great to have you on because I love having former contestants on. You are, I'm going to say this, I'm going to phrase this correctly. You are from the farthest season back of, of, of a guest that I've had on. So to hear I this story. I am honored, Steve. <laughs> I'm honored. I am so honored to be doing this. It was, and I knew I wanted, because I've always said that Charlie's season, to me, was the most realistic because of the dates. Because they weren't, you weren't taking helicopter rides on your first date, and you weren't, right. you know, standing at the top of the Eiffel Tower or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was somewhat realistic that you actually did realistic things. However, you had, Charlie was your bachelor. So yeah, it was a guy that was a basically a a child actor who was still dabbling in acting. So it was almost, it's almost a dichotomy. Still a child. Bit. Yeah. Still yeah. a child. So, yeah. um, but you still, it was, it would, that season is so weird because like I said, it was all filmed in New York and then the ending was so bizarre because you could never do that ending nowadays because people would get, it would get out who the final two girls were and who he's going to see and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, just so weird that they were able to pull that off on your season, but it was interesting to hear the behind the scenes of that. So um, thank you very yeah. much for sharing that. I yeah. really appreciate it. Maybe I'll see you around Dallas sometime. I know you're somewhat never close. Know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, Small town over here. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks to Sarah for that. It was a lot of fun going back down memory lane so bizarre to think that in 2005 they did a whole season in New York City. They pulled this stunt at the end where he chose neither girl and said, I'm going to date you both, which, as I said a couple times during the interview, like you cannot get away with that nowadays because everybody is looking for these girls the second they come off the show. Everybody's following their Instagram. When do they turn their Instagram back on? When do they turn their Twitter account back on? Where are they posting from? What are they posting? Like, it would be impossible to ever have that situation come up again. But it is weird to think in 2005 that's how the show went. And um, he chose Sarah at the after the final rose, which is the first time they did a, a live finale. And amazing that they went five years because you listen to her talk and she was not the most complimentary of Charlie, but their first two years together obviously couldn't have gone great. He was an alcoholic and then he got, you know, he changed, but I I guess I don't really understand what his motivation was. Like, why would you keep going back to her if you know she wants to be married and he really had no chance to be married no interest in being married. And honestly, right now, I'm going to Google Charlie O'Connell. I shall, probably should have asked her this. Um, let me Google Charlie O'Connell real quick. I don't know if he's still... Did he ever marry? Let me see here. Uh, he's 42, April 21st, 1975. So he's my age. Um, he was born a month and 10 days before me. Um, uh, nothing in here. Life and career, nothing. Um, so I guess he's still... Uh, Guess he's still single. So I guess uh, Sarah there lucked out because she if she was still with him. She'd still be waiting for that proposal. So, yeah. But thanks again to Sarah for that. That was a lot of fun to go back down memory lane. Again, if you rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, it's a huge boon to the podcast, and it helps me because now our last, was it six podcasts have all reached the top ten? in the TV and film category. And that is, uh, that definitely helps, uh, our podcast and helps with my advertisers and we can keep this thing going. Um, so if you could please go to Apple pot in within Apple podcasts, rate us, rate me, rate me a five. It'd be great. Or leave a review, which I think if you do, uh, most people, I don't know anybody that leaves a review and doesn't do a rating. Um, 
if you're going to do one of the two, do a rating. Um, but preferably do both. And then if you subscribe, you don't have to worry about pulling up that particular podcast or going to that podcast and doing a search for my podcast every Thursday. It'll just be in your podcast queue every Thursday once I upload it to the system. So please do that. It would be very much appreciated. So thanks again to Sarah for coming on, and thank you all for listening. We are back next week with podcast number 65. So until then, I'm Reality Steve, and we'll talk to you next week. See you.